0: I know you're gonna dig this.
1: All right, now here we go. Eric and Prince. Eric and Prince. Eric and Prince have issues.
0: What's up, Eric? Man, <laughs> life's a little crazy. Everything's uh its a lot going on. What's going on with you?
1: not much man it's i mean same stuff here you know just just life being kind of ridiculous right now as far yeah. as you know what's going on in the world man it's yeah, man. it's been it's so crazy we like you know are actually talking
0: <laughs> right i was talking to my dude uh porter who was like why don't yeah. y'all record any any podcast and i was like i mean we have a really had time <laughs> And I guess people yeah. don't really understand how we don't have time, being as how, like, there's a, a global pandemic and we're quarantined. But right I mean, there still hasn't been a lot of time.
1: Yeah, hey, you know, responsibilities, life comes up. You know, it seems like every time we try to get some time, you know, some, some other things will come up. And that's what happens. I mean, you get older and.
0: Yeah, all of the extracurricular activities have been non-existent lately. Or
1: global pandemic. that could, <laughs> That could start to occur.
0: right right that that thing
1: yeah so just kind of wanted to check in with you man see how you going see how you were doing I know uh, for a lot of people this is
0: it's getting it's it's a little bit better right now it's kind of going through a a peak in a valley um Mm -hmm. but yo it's it's been a lot man it's been a lot and it probably doesn't help that there is a global pandemic and I'm trying to make sure that I'm making the right choices for my family. And every once in a while, sure. I've had to actually go into the office. Like, I, I spent the whole month of April in the office. I just got through spending, like, the last two weeks in the office where I was working crazy hours. And, like, yesterday was my first be- first day back home. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been nuts. Have you had to go into the office at all?
1: I have not been in the office. So, I went to a workshop mm-hmm. um, out of town the first week of March. And it ended on a Wednesday. Um, okay. I went back to the office that Thursday and, you know, there were fewer people there and there were kind of like some rumblings that maybe some things would change. Mm-hmm. Um, this was before everything just kind of just exploded. And then that Friday they called a staff meeting They said, hey, um, we're going to shut the office down. Um, and so I think that was like that was the first week of May or March, okay. excuse me. And we're thinking it's going to be for a couple of weeks. Right. You know, I, I left my work laptop at, at the office. I didn't really take anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I just took. In fact, I didn't take anything from the office. Um, so I said, hey, I can just use the remote function on my personal laptop and just work from there. You know, it'll only be a couple of weeks. You know, I didn't want the responsibility of having to keep up with this, you know, work laptop or any of the other um equipment that that we use
0: right how'd that work out
1: i haven't been back to the office since i have not been to that side of the 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 region really like Jeez. so i i work about 50, 50 to 60 miles away from um where i live mm-hmm. and i just haven't been on that side of the state basically in <laughs> since march Jeez. and on one hand, like, it really doesn't change the way I work because we do everything. I, I deal with a lot of big data, so you can access that anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, it, as much as, you know, there every office place has a few of the people that you don't necessarily want to talk to mm-hmm. or that you sneak out the other way when you see them coming so you don't have a long 35-minute conversation <laughs> about something that, you know, you have no idea what they're talking about.
0: Or is not interesting at all,
1: or not interesting at all. Uh, I think it's interesting because I have one coworker, and um, this person loves showing me pictures of their kid, right? Boy. And which is fine. Chris loves the kids, so love babies and everything, but then like everything that happens in this child's life they oh, will kind of seek me out. So it's like, oh, hey, you know, my kid took his first steps. Oh, congratulations. That's great. That's wonderful. Oh, my kid, you know, had his first solid food. That's, that's you know, these are all big accomplishments. But when it comes to like, oh, my kid drew this picture, and it's not a very good picture. You know, the kid <laughs> has no artistic skills, right? I know, right. you know, they're, 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 they're a child, and they don't really have fine motor function. But I feel like if you want to show me some artwork from a kid, at least make it... Um, pleasing to my eye, right? Yeah, your you know? kid,
0: your kid better be Picasso. Like if if they don't have right. any talent, what are you showing this to me for? Like you know exactly. when you looked at this picture, that it looks like trash because right. the child did it. So, I mean, you you gotta appreciate it because you're the parent. I don't. I,
1: I I'm not gonna be the one that steps on your child's dream, but you should be the person that steps on your child's dream.
0: <laughs> right, right. Uh,
1: so so that's been a change. Um, my wife, you know, she's a, you know, pseudo frontline worker, you know, mm-hmm. she's in the medical field. And so the first week that I was at home, she was going into the office. And so I'm terrified, right? I don't want right. to go outside. I don't want right. to touch anything. I'm basically, um, showering in, um, sanitizer. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't want anything. Right. But she has to go in and out. And so, like, I was terrified. But then she said her job took all these measures. And then eventually they shut down the office. And they started doing virtual visits. Right. So she didn't have to go in for maybe a month or two. Mm -hmm. And then over time, uh, she went back one day a week, then two days a week. And then now she's kind of back to her full-time schedule. Um, I do have some... I, I worry less because she she's she's like the second line of of seeing the patients right so they're screened before they see her and these are like and she's pediatric so these are babies Mm -hmm. right so like they have as long as like the parents are following you know recommendations and minimizing exposures children you know they don't really don't have the opportunity to go out to a pool party or a club or the grocery store or you know whole foods where somebody is screaming about wearing a mask exactly. so like the the chance of transmission seems to me and i could be wrong you know it seems like it would be a uh, uh, less risk but then you get those parents that are less responsible or who are just kind of inimical to the to the thought of taking these measures because covid is a hoax or something like that so that's where you worry a little bit but other than that i i feel pretty confident that she's taken the necessary steps her Mm -hmm. place of employment is also and so i I feel pretty safe Um, that's good yeah so it's it's but it has been a challenge you know like you said it's but you know if it's not work it's the home life Mm -hmm. not being able to visit your family yeah Um,
0: that's 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 been difficult like I, i will say on one hand like being home with uh, my wife and our son has been great because there were there were some months where like both of us were working she was she was working on some show she was pulling like 60 70 hours a week and i was pretty much doing everything at the house because i had to but it was i mean he was he was going to daycare and we were just sitting there like yo there's so many milestones in his life that we're gonna miss and we had just been talking about that. And then all of a sudden the global pandemic came and then we're at home and we see everything. So it's been kind of cool. Um, but I thank God that I actually, mm-hmm. you know, like love my wife and like spending time <laughs> with her. Because, man, like at the beginning of this, I was like, man, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of babies made out of this out of this pandemic. Like I started thinking about it a little bit more. And I was like, it might be a lot of divorces that come out of this pandemic.
1: You're losing that refuge, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how your marriage is and I don't know how everybody else's marriage is, but I love my wife dearly and I thank God for her. But I also appreciate and enjoy the time that I'm away from her. Yeah. And I, I'm sure you can admit it. And if not, that's okay. Cause I can edit this part out.
0: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, it's, it's, it's true. Like. Usually, um, since on the days that I am working from home, which is usually most days, um, after I get done, I just kind of sit down there and like I might play PlayStation for like an hour just to just to get my mind somewhere else. Because for her, like uh, the kid takes two naps during the day. So during both of those nap times, like she can put him down and then she can kind of do whatever she wants while I'm working. So I don't have that hour, hour and a half commute to and from work to like decompress anymore. So I gotta, I Mm -hmm. gotta do it at home.
1: Yeah. I think a luxury that my wife and I had when she was at home was that we had two separate workspaces. Mm -hmm. So I have an office and then she set up shop in another room. And so, you know, we were, we kind of treated it as as if we were in two separate places, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't really contact or we didn't really talk much during the day um, Mm -hmm. or while she's at home. Um, you know, she respected, you know, my, my space and, you know, since she's a healthcare provider and there's a lot of sensitive information, I respected her space. You know, I don't definitely don't want to catch anything like any information about any, about any one patient, you know, that that may be sensitive. So, um, so that was a blessing, you know, now there were times where, you know, during lunch, we would kind of coordinate our lunches and maybe take a walk. Mm -hmm. uh or you know have lunch together which was which is you know it's it's nice um and enjoyable so you know there are little pockets where we did get to spend some time together that we wouldn't otherwise Mm -hmm. get to spend which has been nice it's just unfortunate the reason why yeah you know we have the ability to do those things
0: yeah and we had to like we had to pull some audibles. I guess y'all are going to also because you've got an, an anniversary coming up. But we had our, our third anniversary in June. And the plan was that my parents were going to come here and they were going to spend the week here to take care of the kid. And then we would like go on a weekend trip or something like that and just kind of kick it. Um, yeah. That obviously didn't happen. So what we ended up doing is um, – we found a nearby park we went to order food from one of our favorite restaurants got the food went to the park and just kind of sat by the river and ate and kind of chilled but i mean we we've had to we've had to pull a lot of audibles just because i mean <laughs> ain't nothing to do and we ain't really trying to do nothing and it's kind of scary here in georgia because as soon as everything started opening up people were everywhere like there's mm-hmm. a There's a park around the corner that has, like, a basketball court. It has a couple of basketball courts. It has, like, some pavilions. Um, It has, like, a playground for the kids. And for the first couple months, it was all roped off. Like, you couldn't get into it. Um, As soon as Georgia started opening up in May, they took all the ropes down. And it was people everywhere. Like, it's dudes out there playing basketball. it's kids on the swings. It's people sitting at all the pavilions and having cookouts. I was like, man, I it was uncomfortable for me because I'm like, this Mm -hmm. virus didn't go anywhere and all of y'all are just kicking it. Like it's fine now. And it's not, but I I think obviously that's why our numbers keep going up though.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can empathize a little bit with the people who aren't staying home in for certain things. Right. So like the people at the park, um, activities like that, you know, you, you, you can only stay cooped up for so long. And especially those with young children, yeah, um, they don't understand. They it's it's hard to explain. Hey, we can't go outside or we can't go here, um, because outside looks like outside, right? It mm-hmm. it, it might be different if it if things look different like than what you were used to, but since this is mainly a uh, it's microscopic, right? So you can't see it, and so you don't see the changes. I can see why like people with children or um, people being coop- cooped up and just kind of losing it now. I don't think that excuses them, but it kind of explains a little about why they would do that. Now, right. the people that are going to like pool parties and bars and that, like, that's, that's just ridiculous.
0: It's insane. Um,
1: it, it makes me assume that you don't really even value your life and you don't value anyone else's, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you just have to do things, Right. I think people who are being diligent and staying at home and doing the things that are recommended um, would agree that they don't want to do those things. Right. Right. But in the interest and for the common good, they they have chosen to do those things in order to like so we can, you know, end this thing or get this thing under control as quickly as possible. But that it's not going to happen when you have another group out there who is unwilling to do that, who's unwilling to pitch in. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, that it's, it's, and I think that's a symptom of just being an American, right. Exactly. Where we constantly preach, you know, exceptionalism, individualism and freedom. You know, personal liberty, freedom. Yeah. So when it's time for everyone to pitch in, like there's no unity, there's no common ground there. Um, I think another issue, and if we're frank with, with everything was that folks started saying that, Oh, it's just a bunch of old people and it's a bunch of black people dying. So it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, well they don't matter. So we, we can do whatever we want because it's not going to affect us because we're not old and we're not black.
0: Yep.
1: And so I think that's the biggest thing. So if, if this was harming people, uh, non people of color, non black people, non minority people, as much as as it was white people, we things would be completely different in I how agree. we how we've handled it or how our leaders have handled it. Because we, we 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 haven't done anything basically because it's kinda all been dictated um outside of us.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um it's 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 wild to me how politicized it is, uh, and and I, I think I think part of the problem is that I mean it's a novel virus, it's new, so whenever oh. it came out, people, uh, I mean there was no research, it was new, so people were making guesses. Like, uh, should I wear a mask? No, you should, you don't have to wear a mask because it's not going to keep you from catching it. Oh, okay, cool. Um, who's get who's getting it? Uh, mostly uh, people are getting it, but usually old people are the only ones that are dying. Oh, okay, cool. So over time all that stuff changes it gets to the point where now it's like well everybody should wear a mask because it'll keep you from spreading it if you have it it may not keep you from getting it if you have if, if if you're just wearing the mask it's not gonna necessarily keep all the particles from coming through to you but it's gonna stop most of them from coming out from you sure. okay cool so that changes stuff um, it's it's not only old people that are getting it other people are dying or what are the long terms long term effects of having it? So, like years down the road, is it gonna pop up like like chicken pox? Like, is it co- gonna come mm-hmm. back like shingles? Is it is it like herpes or something like that? We don't know. So, I feel like all of the unknown questions in the beginning that over time we've or I should say they, because like I've been doing any research. Um, <laughs> o- over time, it's it's almost like the The guidelines have shifted, and and what we know about it has moved, which makes sense because it's new. But people expect that. It seems like people expect that they should know exactly what to do from the beginning. And because because the information that's coming out keeps shifting, they don't trust any of it. And I don't know. I want to say that it's a certain group of people that believe that uh, people that have voted for a certain individual who's sitting in the in the White House. But it's not necessarily true because I've seen Mm -hmm. all kinds of people who are saying all kinds of crazy stuff. And it's terrifying to me only because for I, I feel like I feel like my safety and the safety of my entire family is in the hands of everybody else. And I can only Mm -hmm. do so much to keep everybody in my house safe. But I'm also relying on everybody that I come in contact with on a daily basis to do the same thing that I'm doing. And that's terrifying.
1: One thing that we have to understand is that there are going to be some new discoveries, right? Like you said, it's novel. It's new. I think one thing that this hyper-partisan reality that we live in is that nobody believes anybody else nobody there's no expertise right so you know it used to be a time where the the scientist would make a proclamation and you would say okay i trust this person's scholarship i trust this person's uh research i trust this person this person's bona fides right to believe what they say they're gonna they say is happening right based on you know evidence-based research or whatever what have you Mm -hmm. um but now you know, and it even goes so far as you know, education. It goes as uh, for, for in in healthcare, even even in politics, is that it doesn't matter what you do. Um. Nobody's an expert, mm-hmm. right? So you don't have to believe what they say because they don't know what they're talking about, right? Um. Even if they have all these bona fides, these credentials, um, this expertise, they really don't know what they're talking about. So it, it, it's it's wild to me how, you know, people are saying, and if, for example, like, you know, the, the Karen's running wild, right? Who are mm-hmm. in stores breaking bad talking about my doctor told me that, you know, I have a breathing problem and I don't, you know. So why would you believe this doctor when you have another doctor saying, well, actually,
0: I mean, it's it's the same. Know. It's the same as that um, that one. Well, I won't say one. It was a group of doctors, but it was mainly that one black lady that was out there speaking, talking about how hydrochloroquine is a cure. I, I mean, like the whole time, all these people have been discrediting Doctor Fauci and and Doctor Burks and all these other doctors who are on the White House staff for telling us what's going on with the virus, within this random lady who. Also is talking about having sex with demons comes out and saying that hydrochloroquine is a cure, and it's like, oh, okay, well, we believe her. Why? Is it's it's so politicized and it's so crazy to me. Mm. It's a global pandemic. Why are people wearing masks?
1: It so if we if if everybody agreed that washing your hands, using hand sanitizer, um, or whatever is is a is a good thing to do then when as new things are discovered about the the virus why aren't you that willing to take those measures as well right it's it's ridiculous i think one thing that's that's interesting in all of this is you know there are a lot of like mass truthers out there right Mm -hmm. who say hey this doesn't work but then there's so much evidence that like these people who are opposed to that are actually contracting the virus and and dying from it. Yeah. But that that like, even that doesn't matter. So, yeah. you know, it, it, so then it goes even deeper is that for, why are you so opposed to, to all of this stuff? You know, what's the fundamental reason why you don't want to, You know, do these things, and I think, like I said earlier, it goes back down to who's dying from it and who is affecting. Mm
0: -hmm. I also think um, that it goes back to politics again because there is a segment of people who seem to believe that this whole thing, all the shutdown and the quarantine—not necessarily the existence of the virus, but the fact that we have that we shut down and for so long was an effort by liberals to destroy the economy so that Donald Trump won't be elected again. And it it takes a certain kind of debased mindset to think that people would go that low to just not get this dude elected again. That's insane, man. (laughs) And it it, it seems, at least, from the people that I used to go to church with in Oklahoma City. Seeing their comments on Facebook. It seems like way more people believe stuff along those lines mm-hmm. than I'm comfortable with.
1: Whether you're opposed to the current president, uh the former president mm-hmm. from the last, you know, last time or whoever, right? I haven't seen the level of um the cult of personality mm-hmm. with this guy. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Black people. Yes. We, you know, for the most part, we supported President Obama. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think that's completely different in that circumstance because he's the only one that we've ever been able to look to. Right. Ever and say, okay, All right. So I can understand why some people would not necessarily like. Call him on the things that they didn't they disagree with, right mm-hmm. because it's like well this is the this is this is the this is the one time we can do this right yeah um, but like for other groups like i j i just don't understand why you would why you would allow yourself to be associated so deeply with this guy like Bush all right. Bush was a war criminal. He did a lot of dumb things. He was not a good president. He wasn't a good person, even though he's been redeemed lately because he he hasn't been as bad as Trump. But Mm -hmm. but like if you're a Republican, you could say you can almost still say that you know, hey, I'm a Republican, um, and I have, and there's some virtue in that, you know, based off of like policy or whatever. But with Trump, like people are like staking their reputations in there and and how other people see them on this guy who won yeah. doesn't care about them. and no. two is a lunatic like he's he's right. insane so like you know even oh, put it like this put it like this i have i have a favorite you know we all have our favorites right um and there I, I actually have one favorite in particular I'm not going to name him who basically is he He does no wrong in my book right I would give him a kidney if he needed one <laughs> but if he started breaking bad and doing even half the stuff that this president has I'm still not going to like ride for this guy like I'm not like I'm not going to stake my reputation on somebody who is not a good person and we can object- objectively say that this president is not a good person and mm-hmm. doesn't do good things Right. right, like I was at the I was at the gas station yesterday, and this guy had a he had a Trump placard on his car, and all these flags. And then, like, I walk in the store, and he has like a Trump hat and a Trump uh, neckerchief, ch- you know. Um, and it's like for this dude, like that's that's wild to me. That's
0: just that's just like, like I for I, this guy. I wonder if some of that is trolling, like if if he weren't so absolutely awful to the rest of us would they still be rocking with him to that level like they would still vote for him um because he's a republican and he's kind of taken over the entire republican party but would they still be out here with stuff on their car and with these hats and all this kind of stuff i i honestly think i mean it, it's not it's not a secret he he definitely awakened something in this country that wasn't dead it was it was always there it was just sleep Um, And and I I remember talking to uh, my former boss at my last job and uh, it was it was right around the time of the of 2016, the election. And he was he was all about Trump. And I asked him why. And he was like, because he tells it how it is. And I said, really? He tells it how it is. Okay, that says a lot about what you Mm -hmm. think and what your values are. So, I mean, I'm not going to be able to change them cuz you're like 60 something years old. But okay. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah.
1: No, he 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 um he pulled the mask off the game where Absolutely. At the, at this point, you cannot support him to me at least. And I think I'm a pretty reasonable person. But you cannot support him and then me have you and have me think you're anything other than a racist.
0: Yeah. And I,
1: and I a sexist and a bigot, because yeah. these are the only like qualities that this man has espoused for for decades. Right. But particularly in the last three and a half, four years. Yeah. And that's right? the thing like, for
0: decades. It's not new. <laughs> He's always been this person. And I, I've actually lost a, a, one friend in particular, this dude I used to go to high school with on Facebook. Because, I mean, it was years ago, I mean, after he had gotten elected, obviously, but we were talking about it, and he was talking about how we're we're mad at all these white people and we'll never wanna elect a white person. And I was like, well, for one, Hillary was white and I voted for her. And he was like, well, now you're saying that everybody who votes for Trump is racist. And I was like, well, I'm not going to call you a racist explicitly, but if you are willing to vote for this dude, you are definitely okay with a certain level of racism. And that right. says a lot. Yeah. You can't get around and I, that.
1: And and I don't think you can see it in any other way, particularly with the response to the coronavirus and what the US has 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 done so far, right? So, okay, alright, fine. You don't think he's racist. You know, he gave money to black colleges and helped some black folks get out of prison. Whatever. Right. Um but you can't say that he, so even if you want to go along uh, uh, class lines, right? You can't say that he has anybody's back other than the 1% of the 1%.
0: Absolutely. Right?
1: So so there, so in that, like what is his redeeming quality?
0: Absolutely. I mean, he just had you know. that tweet last week where he was talking about uh, something along the lines of, we're going to try to keep all these poor people from coming into your neighborhoods. Like no more right. low no more low income housing. Word. Okay.
1: Right. Exactly. So like it's things like that where it's like you see his response to this, where basically US has given up. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's wild to me, and I think like we're on a precipice of something and I can't call it, but it's it's wild to me that people can support this guy who has kind of overseen a hundred and sixty it could be upwards of 200, you know, 300,000, Yeah. 300,000 people that do not exist anymore, right, yep. that will not exist anymore. And I don't know how people are so flippant with the thought of, like, dying and people dead. But, like, and maybe this is coming from me because, you know, I had a, a friend who passed away from, you know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, from coronavirus. But these people aren't ever coming back. It's final, right? Yeah. And, and I don't think just the sheer magnitude of the number of people that you can explain that away. I, you know, he is criminal, right? I think it it should be criminal, right? But they're not going to, the people aren't going to see it that way um, because, you know, he's their guy.
0: Right. In, in the beginning of this, um, the numbers were skyrocketing in blue States and he was, (laughs) he was not doing anything about it because it was happening in blue states like there are people who have well i won't say people who have testified to the fa- that fact but there has been reporting on on that like that's crazy that's crazy and you're gonna argue to me that this dude is not tearing the country apart that he's not dividing us it's i
1: just don't understand how people can say that they love this country um without loving the people that are in this country, right? So I don't get it either. If you love this country, you should love the citizens that yeah. th- that make up this country, right? If you if you're a patriot, and
0: you should be the first one wearing a mask.
1: Right, exactly. So, it's 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 just wild this whole thing and and how it's become so politicized, especially when we're talking about people's life. Like this is life or death for a lot of people, right? Yep. I don't know about you but i don't really have any underlying like pre-existing conditions that i know of mm-hmm. um you know I, I i i maintain somewhat of a healthy lifestyle but you just don't know like you said it's novel you just don't know what it can trigger in things right so you know for me like it's terrifying like to kind of go out every day or to like interact with certain people um luckily i've kind of you know, been able to, you know, tighten my circle as mm-hmm. far as like the places that I have to go to and the places that I do go to. And, the, you know, to be honest with you, like, you know, I haven't seen my, my folks in, in you know, at this point, seven months. Yep. You know, my wife, we can't visit her folks at all because the border is closed. You know, Yo, that, we've made an- all these sacrifices.
0: That's another thing. Like, the other countries are like you from America? Nah, my G, mm-hmm. you can't come here. Mm-hmm. That's wild.
1: Yeah, it's I, I'm I'm hopeful that maybe things can change, somehow. You know, somehow. Like I I, I have to have hope because otherwise it's like depressing, right? Yeah. Um, but it's like this whole thing has just been just one big giant cluster and. It's just revi- so one thing. It, it 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 like I have questions about is that we've seen just all of these wild politicians just come out and say some of the craziest, just nonsensical things. Like, how are these people being elected in the first place? Like, how did they tamp down their crazy long enough to get votes or to get people to trust in them? Or is it kind of one of those things where it's like. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm the the crazy one and they're, but like when people say stuff like, you know, I won't wear a mask because I was made in the image of God and, (laughs) you know, it's abominate, like stuff like that. Or I I, I just understand how a lot of these people get elected or especially like McConnell where like he just, they don't do anything except get judges like confirmed. Yeah. Right. They don't really care about their constituents at all. But yet yeah, they get elected over and over and over and over again.
0: Yeah, it's I feel like um, people people on the right oftentimes talk about how the Democratic Party has been taking advantage of black people since the 60s or uh, probably since the 60s. Because I, I think that's when the flip started happening, when black people started jumping ship from Republicans. Um, and th- they talk about that all the time the ironic thing to me is i feel like the republican party has taken white christians and just just put them on their back and was like y'all rolling with me uh because i'm going to try to get rid of abortion that's it Mm -hmm. that's the list abortion well uh, abortion uh gun rights and gay marriage those three things Mm We're gonna we're gonna stake everything that we have on those, and these people are gonna vote for us regardless of who we put up there, and it's worked. It's worked in in all these little rural places, um, everywhere. It's it's worked. I mean, the fact that you can that you have elected somebody, like I'll say this: like when when President Bush was president, um, I used to talk about how dumb he was and i meant it because i I felt like he was an idiot um later i realized that he really wasn't that dumb like he he definitely wasn't as dumb as i thought he was like he's actually kind of smart um and i came to the conclusion that you could not be elected president and be an idiot until 2016 Mm -hmm. and my mind changed because that dude is an idiot and the fact that they were able to put him up there and talk about that this is the person who God wants for America at this time is insane to me. Mm -hmm. And, and the, the argument that's used that I've seen is um, that, that God uses imperfect people to, to do his will. Like, okay, I get that. I understand. But the fact that y'all are willing to, to ignore everything about this dude and everything that he said and everything that he believes and everything that he is, and vote for him just on the premise that he's gonna put right-leaning judges in places of power is nuts it's nuts and, it and you, you said it earlier like McConnell's whole deal has just been trying to get judges in and he, he held all of these spots open so that a Republican president could come in and fill them and he's done that he's filled more than any other president I think in the history of the country
1: and it's gonna have ramifications for generations.
0: generations. Yeah.
1: And unless we pack the courts, you know, yep. which is what I'm 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 in favor of. But it's just I think republicanism, especially modern contemporary republicanism, um, and Americanism has just done such a disservice to Christianity. And I we it don't have has. to really get into religion out here, but it's just like I like I almost want the rapture and or the end times to happen quick, so I can be here and be like, you know, just to see where God like sees a, sees a bunch of these folks and be like, I never knew you, like, <laughs> right? Like, wait, 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 where you think you're going? You know, right. <laughs> Like, you demonized the poor, and mm-hmm. you didn't, you know, help the widows, and you hoarded, and you, you know, you did all these things in my name that were just, like, not of me, you know, yep. depending on what you believe. But, like, it's, it, it's it's wild to me that these people who call themselves conservative are not conservative. It's just, like, it, words have no meanings anymore, mm-hmm. right? So, like, they're not Christian because they don't espouse any Christianity. Nothing about what What they are are, like... I don't know. I mean, basically, you could just say you're American <laughs> you know, right. for the most part, but like you're not Christian because it, it has no Christianity, Mm-mm. you know, in, in this. Um, and, and you're not conservative because what's wild to me is that, like, you know, they people screaming like, you know, we're conservatives and, you know, black people always vote for the liberals and they always assume black people are liberal. And in actuality, black people are as conservative as they come because we've had to be right, mm-hmm. you know we're underbanked. So we have to save the money that we have, the little that we have. And, and, you know, we're always at the quote unquote bottom of the totem pole. So like all the things that we get, we have to be conservative with it in order to make it last. Yeah. Right. So like, if you were true conservatives, you'd be able to sway or uh, a bunch of us to join your ranks. Right. Mm -hmm. But one, you're not conservative. And then two, you're like, you're just super racist. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, you you, you, you you can't have one without the other these days. And it's just yeah. like, you know, they always talk about blacks and black people have been, like you said, have been um, kind of extorted by the Democrats and, you know, our votes don't count. But it's like the other option literally wants us in jail and dead and, mm-hmm. and back in slavery. So, like, <laughs> what other option do we have? Right.
0: Exactly. Um.
1: Yeah. So, like, it's this just, it's just been a, a whole kind of big cluster let me ask you a question what like what do you see the future going as far as like how long do you think we're going to be locked down um do you think in your own personal feelings do you think this is a season could it be a seasonal thing like what what do you think is going to happen um in the next few months to a few years um
0: i don't know my my opinion on that has changed a lot as this has gone on because like you whenever it first started i thought it was going to be like a couple of weeks um because i don't think anybody really knew what the numbers in this country really were at that point cuz it sounds like it's been here for a lot longer than february um mm. uh, like honestly i'm concerned like i i was i was talking to my wife uh the other day just about i don't know what the holidays are going to look like i don't know what thanksgiving or christmas are going to look like um Cause I don't I don't think that this is gonna be over by then. I know at, at my job they told us initially um, that we wouldn't come back until the first of September, and recently they changed that to October. And I I don't think that we're gonna go back in October. Um, I honestly don't think that this is gonna end until next year sometime, and um, and I I think it's just because. Of what you talked about earlier everybody wants to have their freedom like if we could do like a legit lockdown for a legit three to four months i think we would be okay but uh, we can't turn the money off for that long we can't keep kids out of school for that long and i i get the push to to send kids back to school just because i know that a lot of parents are at home working or they have they're essential and they have to actually go out and work and what do you do with your kids during that time? I get that. But for health reasons for everybody like, I don't I don't I don't feel like that this is gonna actually move in the direction we need it to without us either having one a vaccine which isn't gonna happen until at the very least next year. At the earliest or if we had like a legit lockdown and we're Americans and we don't want to do that because we have freedoms and we have rights and I don't know. I, I don't, I don't see anything changing until at least next year, maybe early next year, maybe middle of next year. I don't know. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts?
1: I, I don't, I don't really see an end in the Um, My office, they have plans to open up in fall I I mean, that'd be nice, I guess. But, you know, Wayne County in Detroit, you know, where my office is, they've had three thousand deaths and like wow. so many other thousands of 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 positive cases. So it's like even if they do open, I don't think I'm going to be going down there anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm 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 worried that this is just the way things are going to be from now on. Right. And this is Mm. something that we're constantly going to have to worry about and fear. Um, either that or like, I'm afraid that it's seasonal, right. (laughs) You know, like, you know, unless there's like a cure, you know, some sort of like medicinal intervention, you know, what if we have to worry, not to say that we're not worrying about it now, but what if it just comes back full board next December? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Like, that that terrifies me i i think i would have a lot more confidence if mm-hmm. our government wasn't weren't so inept, right because mm-hmm. if you look at like you know 40 minutes away canada they've had an outbreak and they've had their issues but they've had fewer than america
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you can talk about population and testing whatever but i feel like they do a lot more testing and they're a lot more available and so, like the the positive rate is a lot lower than the United States because they have infrastructures in place. You know, yeah. um, I think of family members that I have. Like, what if they get sick and they're perfectly they they recover, they're fine, but now they have you know tens of thousands of dollars in hospital bills. Like, like none of none of the systems that we have in place are equipped to handle stuff like this. At and all. So I'm I'm. I'm pessimistic about an ending in sight. Um, But like just deep down, maybe there's a little bit of hope that like things have gotten so bad and the state of things are so bad that maybe perhaps it's time for people like collectively to figure out that, Hey, the systems that we have in place are not sustainable and they're not beneficial to us. Right. We -hmm. need universal health care. Um, I think one thing that was interesting is the student loans, right? They just turned them off. They just said, don't pay them, right? Yep. (laughs) And just arbitrarily from one day to the next. And hopefully, you know, it just, it it makes them realize that, you know, you can do like a lot of the things that they just did. You can do those things permanently. Like it doesn't have to be the way it is. Mm -hmm. right we don't have to continue this system that makes it to where 47 people in this entire country have money right (laughs) yeah i don't know and like collectively i think hopefully you know maybe we can realize that we have some sort of power Mm -hmm. you know you know whether it is through the protests and the march you know they were for different different reasons but like maybe they can coalesce into like one big national um uprising for a lot of all of the ills that we have in this country
0: yeah i I will say it's been like if if you would have told me six months ago that (laughs) that uh the nba first off that the nba would be playing games in august um but that they would have black lives matter written across the court i would be like are you insane there's no way in the world like it's it's been crazy to me to see um the kind of impact that has happened after the death of george floyd and Breonna taylor um it's it's been nuts and i, I don't necessarily know what the spark was and i want to ask you what you think it what you think it was because um, i mean for me if i had to guess um i i don't know like uh, like i i can't i didn't look at the video of George Floyd dying i i don't mm-hmm. i mean cuz you and i have talked about that before uh, i i just don't want to see that man get choked out on camera like i know what's going to happen i've heard about it i've read about it i don't necessarily want to see it sure but but everything that that happened in that video sounds exactly like what I actually did watch whenever I watched the Eric Garner video. It was exactly the same. I don't know why this one is different, and I don't know why people, even people like Rush Limbaugh were on the radio talking about how terrible this was. I don't know why this was such such a a a different thing and maybe it's because everybody was at home and there was no excuse there was nothing else going on in your life you couldn't miss it maybe that's it but i don't know why this was the straw that broke the camel's back but i'm very glad that it did because what i'm seeing is that we're actually being listened to at least to an extent um there's 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 stuff that's happening and Granted, it's little stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see what happens whenever the uh, the people who killed him actually go on trial, um, or if and when Breonna Taylor's killers actually be, be are arrested. But I mean, there's there's little stuff, and and the thing that's encouraging to me um, relating to sports is just to see all of these athletes in professional and college sports that have realized their power and. Uh, specifically, the college players lately in the past couple of weeks are just like, you know what? There's some changes that we want to see happening, and if we if we don't see them, we're not gonna play. How about that? We cut everybody's money off right. if 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 we don't see these changes start to happening. Um, so I, I don't know what it is that that caused all of this to happen. Do you have you have any thoughts? Do You have any any guesses? I
1: just think people are just, these last few years have just made people put in the breaking point, right? There have been so many demonstrations, so many, like, visuals of just inhumanity. um, And people are just kind of fed up, right? I think the sheer, like, length of the video, like, I haven't watched it either. um, But I've heard descriptions, right? And just the fact that it was so long. And it was just so kind of... Right. So you can't say that. Oh, well, you know, you don't have the whole, um, you know, he he charged or he did this or he did that. Or there was some justification for that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then just the sheer just the just the the way that the officer, you know, was just like you know he didn't care looking at the camera and then the people around him just like not intervening right right and it's it's just like you can only see so many of those things right basically we're not seeing anything that black people haven't been talking about for hundreds of years hundreds right hundreds of years but it's just the sheer number of videos that are coming out and it's just like over time it has to wear on you and even people who are on the fence or people who didn't want to necessarily take sides you know if they have any semblance of humanity they they could they couldn't sit out you mm-hmm. know you can't sit out for this long right mm-hmm. um and then once you're out there protesting and you're seeing that and you're feeling some of the 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 brunt of the police violence just on your person for just like protesting then you know a lot of oh that's what you're talking about moments right you know it shouldn't have taken this long like you should we don't get the benefit of doubt right so Mm -hmm. you don't just believe what we say Mm -hmm. um you have to feel it yourself which is unfortunate but i mean now that you do feel it you do understand what we're talking about right i we had a forum at work and my job and we kind of talked about some of these things and i was telling them i was like look man like i've had guns pulled on me by police i've been stopped and pulled over for no reason right i don't have any tickets i've never committed a crime but why have i had three police uh issue guns in my face you know mm-hmm. why have i been pulled over? why have i been pulled over so many times to never get a ticket right you know so like it's it's systemic and this is something about people have to deal with every day and it doesn't matter where you live. It doesn't matter what school you go to. It doesn't matter what job you do. It doesn't matter how you wear your hair. It doesn't matter how well you speak the Queen's English. It doesn't matter. None of that matters Mm -mm. because the system itself was designed for that. And so, you know, people are starting to get that picture. Um, You know, I do hope momentum continues and I hope it continues in a in a in an organic way in a way that's going to affect some real change. And I hope it continues without the aid of any more killings or any more, um, uh, sparks for right. that. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, cause the thing is, and and and, 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 I mean, this is, it's quite not as quiet as it kept, because I mean, it's, it's, uh, I think they understand this, but like black people cannot do this on, our. we cannot do this alone. Can't. It's impossible. We are what thirteen percent of the population. Mm-hmm. We can demonstrate till the day is long, right? But it's gonna take white people. Yep. It's gonna take. It's gonna take. You know, people. You know, uh, uh, marching with us. You know, mm-hmm. their cousins, their uncles, their grandpas, the people that are in power. You know, because it's just the numbers thing, right? So hopefully, like these things can continue. Um, again. You know, we've kind of seen some of these things before, um, maybe not to this magnitude, or at least you know, in contemporary America. You know, I, I can't vouch or talk about what what happened during the civil rights Mo- movement because you know they were getting down then, right? Right. Um, but you know, I just wasn't alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm pessimistic, but I also have a little bit of hope.
0: Yeah, I, I think I I have more hope now than I've ever had in the past and it's still minimal it's not a whole lot there but it's more than I've ever had before and I mean it's just because people seem to be listening like Mm -hmm. some of these statues have come down have come down and um, the name of the Washington football team is changing and people Mm -hmm. are putting Black Lives Matter in the streets and police have been arrested for murdering black people on camera and like it it seems like people are listening now um Mm -hmm. i'm just wondering how long we're gonna have their ear like if 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 the virus completely dies out tomorrow is is that ear gonna go away too like i don't know right
1: I think a lot of people who have been on the sidelines and I'm talking um, specifically to, to white America is that a lot of people who were on the sidelines and just kind of not really jumping in have been shamed. And yeah. I think shame is a powerful force to I where agree. you can't, you can't sit there and see all of these atrocities and just be like, well, you know, there's another explanation or, well, you know, I, you know, how, how can, you know, it, it you, you, you can't do that at this point. Now I hope that it, and like you said, I hope that it lasts. You know, I don't want to. You know, I, I I think one thing that that people are recognizing is that these you know kind of superficial interventions and mitigations that they're proposing they aren't good enough. Like, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, fine, you painted a road. We don't really care about that, right? Right you know this is some policy level stuff that needs to change right or you took off that
0: episode of golden girls because they were wearing a mask and it made it look like it was it was blackface nobody asked for that
1: right yeah nobody first of all that's an insult to our intelligence like look we know the difference between a face mask and you know bojangle kind of man tan blackface right right like that don't 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 like the whole like we're gonna wear kente cloth and take a knee. First of all, Yo. stop taking knees. Everybody stop taking knees because it doesn't mean anything. It,
0: it's, it, it's 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 no longer a protest. It's not like
1: just stand up. It's fine because yeah. one, you do it for awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we're aware of the issues now, so let's find Fix something it. else. Yeah, and if and here's the thing. Here's the thing. If it's accepted, like you said, it's not a protest anymore.
0: At all. Like, the the whole thing with the kente cloth and all the Congress people, I was like, come on, man. It's enough black people in the room that should have spoke up and be like, you know what, this is dumb.
1: I think the issue is that a lot, so, you know, we have some some black members in Congress, um, particularly on the Democratic side, but a lot of them are really old. You know, and so they come from a different time where, like, you wouldn't get any of the gestures. And so, like, when they see something as far as, you know, these symbolic things, they're kind of like, OK, yeah, we're making a dent. Yeah, um that's true. The only thing is, is that as we get younger and younger people into these positions of influence and, and, and uh, policy making positions, it's not going to fly anymore. Right. And so there's this dichotomy that we have, particularly within black people, as far as like the establishment and progressivism. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's something that's going to have to sort out, you know, we don't have to get into it right now, but that's something that's really going to be a big major driver of how these things will um, play out in the near future. Right. Um, Are we going to keep, you know, voting for the, you know, our, our, great our uncles and great uncles and great grandpas and grandmas who've been like who've held their positions for decades or are we going to get like younger people who have who have different takes right so who grew up in a a time where you could quote unquote move freely right where you didn't have to ask for permission but yet the things that they experienced were a little more um latent or a little less like overt
0: yeah right I think I think you've kind of seen some of that um, I mean we just had some primaries in Missouri for one this week and uh, one of the the uh, Congress people who was in that who was representing the area where Ferguson is in st. Louis for I think he was like a 10 term person he's a black dude like he, he was in the community he was doing all that I don't know much about his politics or anything but he was a black dude that was a Democrat got unseated mm-hmm. by uh, I don't remember her last name, um, but she's a a young Black Lives Matter activist who kind of rose up during the whole uh, Michael Brown-Ferguson deal. And Mm -hmm. I think you're right. I think you're going to see a lot more of that. And I I think there is at least one other situation uh, where that happened. And I mean, a couple of years ago, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez did the same thing in New York. Um, I think it's Mm -hmm. just going to be more and more of that popping up. I think you're right.
1: One thing I'll say about her is that disagree with like her methods I think what she does and how she like explains things to younger people and her constituents is brilliant like she kind of pulls the mask off of some of those things that so when people think about what goes on in congress you know, it's just kind of like people get together, they propose some legislation and they vote. Well, she's kind of like pulls off the, the mask and says, no, actually, you know, you go to committee, you propose this thing and there's this protocol and things like she kind of like explains things on, on a level. And so, like, you know, say what you want about like her positions and the way she goes about like espousing those things. Um, You can a lot of people say that, you know, she's just seeking the limelight and things like that. But what she does is she like exposes some of the the intricacies and makes it more palatable for us to understand because you know, a, you know, there is a there is a such thing as legislating, right? Mm-hmm. So like building consents, consensus and Um, You know, working with people across the aisle or people within your own party who have different, you know, their constituents are just a little bit different from yours. Right. There's something to that. You have to know how to do politics. The only thing is, is that we've gotten to a place where um, one whole branch of our government has just kind of abdicated, abdicated their responsibilities to where now. Everything is in the, you know, executive and the judicial branch, which mm-hmm. is not how things are supposed to work, right? There is no check, there is no balance. No, no balance. And, and balance so, hopefully, hopefully, as we get more like new blood into to that, you know, that other branch, then you know, maybe things will change.
0: Yeah. yeah so, it's, it's. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm hoping for it. Um, I, a cousin of mine told me. I think she told me last year. She was like, "You should run for office." I was like, "No, absolutely not. There's no way." Like,
1: I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past myself for doing it. Like, I don't like politics, but like, I definitely want to make some change somehow. Um, and if mm-hmm. that's the avenue, then like, you know, I don't really don't have any skeletons, and you know, I'm really, um like open to doing that you know the whole like process of politics you know fundraising campaigning things like that i don't necessarily think i'm interested in that
0: that sounds terrible Um, but like
1: yeah if there's a way that you can like if there's a way i can be elected without campaigning i would do that but then that's also like (laughs) <laughs> the reason why we get into a lot of bad spots in the first place. Yeah. These legacy these legacy offices where it's the same guy or same lady for fifty years and then their, you know, spouse assumes the position when they die or their child, you know, right. takes the position, you know, stuff like that.
0: There should definitely be term limits. But I, I think the, oh, the scariest scariest thing to me is just putting my family through that whole campaign thing. Like the the idea of me not being around a lot um the idea of us being in the public eye and somebody whoever my opponent is just dragging me through the mud on these stupid commercials where everything is a lie it, it all sounds terrible that's uh,
1: true i think my wife she 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 kind of she kind of tough and she be trying to fight people
0: oh yeah i i got one of those too <laughs>
1: So let me ask you a question. Um, before we head out, you got any shout outs like what what has been something that you have appreciated or you've recognized over the past few months as we've been locked down that maybe you didn't recognize or appreciate before, but that has become sort of vital to your everyday
0: uh, new normal. Um, it's not related to my shout out, but. Just I was going to say music, but I think I knew mm-hmm. that was that was uh, vital to my to my every day. Anyway, um, I didn't I guess I, I guess I'll say I didn't realize how much I needed um, alone time after work. Not necessarily mm-hmm. that I needed to get away from my family, but like my drive, my commute home from work is is usually longer than my commute to work uh usually takes me like anywhere from an hour and a half to two hours if traffic is bad um but during that time I'm like listening to podcasts, I'm listening to music I'm thinking of everything other than work and um without that commute, it's just like it's it's hard to to make a clean break and just turn it off um mm-hmm. so I've had to find other ways to decompress. Like I said, like uh, a lot of days I'll play PlayStation for an hour or if the kid is awake, I'll go upstairs and play with him or something like that. Um, so yeah, I I think, I think the biggest, the biggest takeaway is probably just that decompression time. What about you? Um,
1: so i have a couple things i think the first thing and, and it, these are my shout outs is you know shout out to burger king for that impossible whopper oh word. Uh, i quit eating meat Did you? and yeah like i haven't had meat in four months something like that mm. um three or four months and you know it hasn't been difficult at all like i just i just didn't want to have it anymore like it's hmm. You know it's fine, but I will say that impossible whopper from from Burger King is it's like ninety one percent of what a regular whopper is, which really? is good enough for me
0: really yeah. wow. yes
1: i I am a big fan of those things um it's not healthy, but you know hey, it's not meat
0: it's um, not <laughs> and they they i mean it's not meat, which I guess makes people feel okay, but it's not necessarily healthy. Exactly,
1: um, and I'm just waiting on, like, I I feel like if Taco Bell made Impossible meat, like, in their burritos and stuff like that, they would make like a billion dollars, <laughs> like, immediately from like all the vegetarians. Like it, like, we're just kind of waiting on that, right? Like, and they have no excuse not to. They Qdoba don't. does it, but anyway, um, and then like my other shout out, I just want to shout out to whoever invented Plexiglass. Um, you the real MVP you know we can grocery shop in you know a little bit of peace now I I will say I'm not going to give a shout out to the dude that invented the plexiglass visor that like waiters and waitresses have to use when folks are still going out and sitting at restaurants like just think (laughs) about that cognitive dissonance like if a person has to get into a hazmat suit to serve you why are you sitting down in that place
0: it's nuts it's nuts it's holy nuts um, <laughs> yeah my, my shout out was not related to those but my shout out is uh, to John Lewis uh, who we lost yeah. like what was it a couple of weeks ago and like eh, I, I've thought a lot about him since he passed um, just because dude was incredible Like the like looking back at everything that he was doing at such a young age putting himself out there uh, to get beat up by the police and, and marching one of the, the I mean the the youngest speaker who was a, a, a speaker at the march on Washington in the sixties. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 and then then to to see everything that he did, uh, getting arrested all those times and then going into Congress and being in Congress for all those years. Like his whole life was dedicated to the struggle and it's it's incredible to me. And um when i first moved to atlanta in 2015 um i didn't realize that i was living in his district uh so mm. whenever i got a whenever i got a chance to vote in 2016 like it was it was one of the biggest honors of my life to be able to vote for him in his district it was it was it was a crazy feeling like i remember being proud and excited to vote for obama in 2008 and 2012 but this was different it was it was like like my ability to vote was because of this person that i was voting for which it was a crazy feeling and then like to see all the disrespect that that the current president threw at him talking about his his district was a mess which is a lie because i lived in his district and it's very very nice and we still go back there whenever well before the world ended to like go to the movies and go eat and stuff like that um but i think (laughs) I think the the most outrageous thing I, I saw the president say about him was that he was all talk. Um, hmm. and, I, and I don't remember... I think that was after John Lewis said that he was an illegitimate president, and the president responded <laughs> by saying that John Lewis was all talk. And for that man to say that this man right. was all talk is it's unbelievable to me. But I think... Like in all the thinking that I've been doing about him, it's it's just got me in this in this place where it's like, man, I got to do something. Like, when I when I lived in Kansas City, I was involved in a lot of stuff. I was involved with a hundred Black men. I was involved in my church. I was creating mentorship programs and all that kind of stuff. I was doing a whole bunch of stuff when I was single, and I knew that I was dedicating a lot of my life to it. And I kind of got to a point where I was burned out. So whenever I moved here, I did I stopped doing everything. Um, Everything at all. Just kind of go to work, come home, go to work, come home. Didn't even make friends here, which I'm still not that upset about because, I mean, I'm I'm fine. But thinking about John Lewis and how he dedicated his life and how my life is better because of his life, it just has me in a place where I'm just like, dude, there's something that I can do. I, I don't know what it is yet. Um, but I've been doing a lot of thinking trying to figure out what exactly it is that I can do to make this, this world a better place for the people that come after me. Um, so I, I've, I've been challenged a lot by his life. And so that's, I mean, that's my shout out. Shout out to John Lewis for helping to no, change the world. It was
1: world. a great shout out. One of the probably, you know, I'd say maybe top, top 10, people person ever uh ever uh produced in america you know not yeah. to you know use that word lightly but like he's he's a really a great person and to think that he did everything he did was selfless for his people and for his country everything and and what did he get back from that country you yeah, know exactly it's, it's it's uh it's uh it's it's unfortunate and you know i just hope that you know his his legacy will live on i bought um his his graphic novel for my nephew you know a yeah. few years ago and you know just to kind of like hey these, this is what these are the things that people did for us right. and what's so crazy is when we think about it is that we we kind of like try to lump those things is what they did for black people but really they did it for all americans right because yep. the sooner um people are empowered, AKA white people realize that like, as soon as we're all free, they'll be free too. They'll be mm-hmm. free of, you know, their racism and their anxiety about us, you know, somehow, um, uh, getting revenge for, you know, centuries of, of the things that they, which, you know, I don't think black people as a whole are looking for that at all. Mm-mm. Um, but you know, they'll be able to breathe. We'll be able to breathe. Yeah. Um. So yeah, shout out to John Lewis, man. He was a great man, great man. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it was great talking to you, man. It's been a while, man. We gotta, um, <laughs> gotta do this again. So I'll, let's set our watches. Twenty twenty six is that?
0: <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, I think the last time we recorded was. dude, oh my god. It was probably yeah, December of 2018.
1: Yeah. Life's com- life comes at you fast, man. You having Yo. kids and stuff and
0: right. Yeah.
1: You know, so maybe we got I guess we got time now.
0: Yeah, we don't really have any excuses right. now.